0: Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Dr. Jeffrey Skopak and his trusted assistant, Michael Popp, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema on this beautiful spring break week here in northeast florida how are you doing today michael
1: well i'm gonna assume
0: i'm gonna be pretty sad today
1: because i'll be finishing up my final day down in the keys uh packing up to come home so I'm, I'm probably sad right now
0: meanwhile i on the other hand when this podcast is available will be sitting on the 16th hole at the players championship <laughs> working the Measuring shot length. that yes. is correct how far can a golf ball go when hit by a professional Further than I can imagine. Good times. Which brings us today to our movie for TPC week here. It's a big deal in Jacksonville. They match it up with
1: uh, spring break so we can get volunteers and stuff. Yes. This is
0: true. It really is a event uh, that happens every single year here. Very best golfers in the world descend upon our little burb. Uh, and compete for really the what they refer to as the fifth, the fifth major. major in it's golf. It's a big deal. Yeah, uh, it really is. So as we think about movies, we thought, what better than looking at a movie that came out in the year two thousand, The Legend of Bagger Vance.
1: This is our first uh, our first movie that did not do well at the box office, they which is
0: of killed, which is really amazing. Yeah. You know, it was directed by Robert Redford. Uh, that name in and of itself usually brings people out to the movies. Right. Um, They had an $80 million budget.
1: Well, I'm curious, too. When he was going to direct it, originally he was going to be Randolph Judah, and Baker Vance was going to be Morgan Freeman, which would have changed the movie quite a bit, but he decided he wanted younger characters. They would have been too old. Brad Pitt turned down the role for Randolph Judah. Yeah, and so it... You know, he put himself behind the camera and got this younger, really, Will Smith early on. Yeah, you know, look at Matt the— Damon. Um, this yeah. was a, quite a quite a risk.
0: Just take a look at the cast. So yeah. we've mentioned Will Smith Love playing it. Bagger Vance, the uh, African-American caddy. Uh, we have um, Matt Damon mm-hmm. playing Ranolf Juna. Um, Charlize Theron playing mm. Adele Invergordon. The love interest. You know, Bruce McGill playing Walter Hagen, <laughs> Joel Gretsch playing Bobby Jones, and then a, a new actor, you know, he, he out-distanced 2,000 children for this role, uh, Jay hey, Michael. Michael Moncrief, yeah. and alas, not even credited in the movie, but really is the older uh, version of this uh, Hardy. character, yep. Hardy Grimes, uh, Greaves, Hardy Greaves is jack lemon yeah the narrator the very last movie jack lemon ever made you know just think about this cast so will smith from fresh prince of bel-air to independence day to ali to uh the pursuit of happiness This was
1: definitely a different kind of uh, movie form.
0: oh absolutely matt damon yeah. you know goodwill hunting the martian the huge. departed huge charlize theron monster mad max How about snow white and the huntsman She's huge, and and here you go, a blast from Uh, the Bruce McGill. Bruce McGill. I
1: was going to go. Where were you going?
0: Animal House.
1: Oh yeah, no, I was going. uh, Tom Selleck. um,
0: Magnum PI. Oh, Magnum PI. There you go. Uh, And even Joel Gretsch is Bobby Jones. He's in the Minority Report and National Treasure. I know my future son-in-law loves national treasure (laughs) it's one of his favorite movies he grew up on it
1: and and it was filmed in uh jekyll island savannah and hilton head yeah so it was kind of a more local for us i know you've been there a couple times i've been up there a few times so uh it's it's close by
0: you know so the backdrop of the movie for those of you who don't know the legend of bagger vance it takes place in savannah georgia uh in the first years of the depression this is early time Yeah. yeah And uh, a man by the name of Invergordon builds a golf course, and he goes broke. You know, this is what happens. The Depression comes, he builds this beautiful golf course, and so he commits suicide. He dies. Terrible Leaving this with his uh, beautiful daughter, Charlize Theron, playing Adele Invergordon. So what does she do? She is going to do a golf event fundraiser that... The prize is going to be $10,000. I, I think you got back up
1: now. Uh, this is uh, Randolph Juna's love interest until he goes off to fight in World War I. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, because we'll that, that, that kind of changes where she's at.
0: So she's yeah. going to have this fundraiser, so to speak, this tournament, and so she invites Bobby Jones, the, the two big ones. greatest amateur golfer to ever live. Bobby Jones, who retired at the age of 28, 29, Bobby Jones, who would go on to establish Augusta National Golf Club and the Masters. That Bobby Jones. Huge. The second one she invites is Walter Hagen. And Walter Hagen was really the first celebrity professional golfer. You know, it's hard for us today to consider back in the time of the Depression, professional golfers were looked down upon. Right. Uh, they were kind of gamblers. They were hustlers, and Bruce McGill does a great job playing Walter Hagen. So
1: well, he's a little bit of a womanizer. Area. I mean, he he kind of plays that part a little bit.
0: Oh, well, he's the party guy all around. Yeah, always. My, my always first has tires, a, Walter yeah. Hagen. Well, he always Love. has a smoke in a hand and the drink in the other. Yep. You know, that's kind of Walter Hagen. And then they needed the the local flavor, and this is where we come in. Adele mm. Invergordon. Uh, they're trying to get off Juna, her former love interest who went off to fight in World War One and came back broken. with A post traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, he, he is was, uh, broken. He
1: was the captain and his whole company got wiped out. And so you you start to see this broken man that uh obviously they're no longer together. Cost yeah. him his relationship, cost him his life.
0: Yeah, he's a recluse. Right. You know, right. he's a recluse who's. Drinking too much, playing cards with uh, you know different segment of society, shall we say, not traveling in the social circles where Miss Adele Invergordon happens to be. So, into this scene comes this little boy, Hardy, yes. Hardy Greaves, and this is you know Jack Lemon reflecting back his character as Hardy Greaves, the adult, as he thinks back on this time, and Hardy. Hardy worships Randolph Juno, Based on what his father says, mostly.
1: Mm-hmm. He was still pretty young, yeah. Yeah, he's
0: a yeah, he he's, he's a young kid, but through the lenses of his father, who he has tension with, because again, mm-hmm. this is the Depression, and his father is sweeping streets in Savannah, and that really aggravates Putting Hardy. food on the table. But his yep. father's figuring out a way to put food on the table. Yep. So somehow Hardy and Adele... Convince Ranolf to pick up the golf clubs again. Can we can we can we look at that scene?
1: Yeah. Uh it, it's really a special scene because Hardy shouts out, I know where he's at, I'll go get him, finds him drinking and playing cards, finds this broken man. It's a scene if you want to watch on uh YouTube called uh, you know, the Legend of Beggar Vance post or excuse me, that's the wrong one. Um <laughs> it was one about drinking. How drunk is drunk enough? Hmm. And, and what I really thought was interesting is this is the first time we see the pain yeah. as he's trying to be funny, talking about how drunk is drunk enough. He goes, you drink and you kill You know, 10,000 cells with each drink. First, you kill the sadness cells to smile. Then you kill the quiet cells and you just get loud, which I thought was funny. Then you kill the stupid cells and you become pretty smart. But the last thing is you kill the memory cells. They're tough to kill, and you see all of a sudden that first glimpse of what this movie is really taking us to—that this this pain Mm. that he's not drinking to drink, he's drinking to forget.
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and that's it. it, It's one of these things. Let's cross over to our culture a little bit. You know, we have lots and lots and lots of veterans around us, and. The horrors that they may have seen or experienced that where do they go and to whom do they talk? Who will understand? And that's where we find Randolph Juna. Mm -hmm. Nobody understands his pain. Nobody understands his personal torment. And he wants to retreat from people, retreat from society. He doesn't want to simply resume life because... He really can't. Right. Right. You know, and we have to look at golf in this movie as, in many respects, it's a metaphor of life. They could have chosen any sport, to be honest with you. They really could have. I think golf works so wonderfully for this movie because it's so individualistic. And and pace. It allows with
1: each uh, shot, each round, you, you see a different set of healing. Right. Restoration. Right.
0: So so into this mix with Bobby Jones, with Walter Hagen, with Ranolph Juna, with Miss Adele Invergordon, comes walking <laughs> Bagger Vance.
1: That's a great scene too. Yeah. Comes
0: walking out of the darkness. Comes walking out of the darkness while while good old uh well good old Randolph is trying to find his swing. And he and he yells out to him. He says, "What are you standing right there for? You're you're right in front of me." And he goes, "I figured this is the best place to stand <laughs> place. because you're not going to hit me because this is where you're aiming." <laughs> it's it's a it's a very
1: mystical uh, opening for Bagger.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah. And what we discover is that Bagger Vance, in many respects, takes on the qualities of a life coach, <clears throat> of a mm-hmm spiritual advisor.
1: I, I put down, is he caddy or counselor? Because really to get his man ready, he does a lot more of the, in the head, you know, it wasn't yep. about, you know, his idea of getting a swing back was getting him out of his head.
0: Yes. You know, and they talk about this on the tour <clears throat> with caddies, that they serve this role of on course coach mm-hmm. on course counselor yeah on course Cheerlead. Cool, uh, they yeah. do more than just carry a 40 pound bag of sticks you yeah, know it's
1: more about measurements in the right club they got to keep their man yeah we again i'm sure we're going to do tin cup sometime yeah but but we see that blow up we've seen those in sure. different movies like that in golf where that caddy
0: becomes very important so bagger is now going to coach ranolf and we get to the tournament you know where this this uh couple of day tournament is going to begin and you know bobby jones gets on the tee and, and there's a side story there yes. bobby jones maybe the 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 prettiest golf swing of his era bobby jones who had a violent temper once upon a time learned to rein it in and learned how to play the game so to speak uh Right. learned how to be the gentleman on the course and play the ball where it lies. And we see him stand on the tee, and he has this field of vision. It's a perfect swing. Then you have Walter Hagen, which is another story. Here's the kind of, you know, kind of the uh, pirate, so to speak, of the golf world. He's he, he drinks too much. He smokes too much. He hits the ball all over the place. But for Walter Hagen, it's about the challenge of recovery. It's about finding ways to still get the objective done. Uh, Really interesting to see the contrast of two guys who are both equally tremendous, but two very different Different ways of coming. And then there's Randolph, who's lost in his brokenness trying to find his way. He
1: is really a third wheel at the beginning. I mean, everybody's like, oh, that's cute. You're going to let him play with the two big boys.
0: Yeah. And he falls way, way behind. behind. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's there's good old Adele Invergordon. You know she. I think she'd like to fan the flame of uh, love again, but she also wants to save her daddy's golf course. Right. She wants to stand tall for Savannah. So we fast forward. We get to that next day, that next round, and there they're standing. You know, and Bagger is pointing this out. He says, "Look at look at Bobby Jones. He sees the field. He sees yeah, the world in front of him." It's a
1: YouTube clip called what is the field? uh, No, it's called golf in the field, Mm -hmm. golf in the field. And so if you go to Legend of Baker Vance Golf in the Field, you can watch this clip. It's really well
0: done. You know, and really the field is, is again, the golf being kind of the metaphor of life. The field uh, is how you're living your life. How are you going about your business? It it reminds me of the letter to Jude uh, in the New Testament. It's, to eternal life. The idea that you have to follow your path. You have to have, you know, your walk in that field. And and the golf course becomes this kind of living metaphor for Randolph beginning the steps to recovery, steps to owning his life, and steps towards his future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, the side story is Bobby Jones earlier in the movie says, this is going to be my last tournament and he's going to step away so even so as bobby jones is walking down the field he's he's turning the page to the next thing walter hagan trying to talk ran off into maybe joining the kind of the celebrity circuit with him and doing some of this already turning his page to the next thing what is he looking forward to which really begs the question for for us you know as As a good old bagger is is coaching them through this, you know, how do we get through life? Who is kind of walking with you? Who's kind of coaching you? Who's bringing you along in your trials, in your struggles? Yeah, who helps you? Yeah. Who calms you when you're upset? There's Again,
1: I think you made reference to it, that that scene, that final scene. He's come all the way back. He's getting close. He hits his ball in the in the woods, mm-hmm. and it's a scene called post traumatic stress syndrome, where uh, he starts to freak out. He starts to have that attack, and and there's good old Bagger, you know, time to come out of the shadows, Juno. Time for you to choose, and and he says, "I can't." He goes, "Well, you don't have a choice." You know, basically, it's time to start, and 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 you see this again, coaching, call it what you want, counseling that says. uh, it's pretty simple. You got to get back to what it was. Get everything else away, and that's what we see in uh, yeah. randolph Juno. You know, he. I, I love the. I love the line I heard it at the beginning. I heard it at the end. It's a game that can't be won. Just played, right? And you play golf. You, if you were to always judge based on the people you're playing, you could win every time. You take me golfing. You, you'd never lose.
0: You're not very good. Yeah, I'm not very
1: good. <laughs> but, but, again, what's the accomplishment there? Right. You know, as a basketball coach, I say all the time, we can't judge our performance based on the other team. I mean, I can set a schedule. We can go undefeated. But what's it mean when you're beating teams that aren't good? Right. And, and I think golf is really that way. You know if you played your best, regardless of anybody else on the leaderboard.
0: Yeah, you know, there's this relational quality that this movie captures that really does exist in the world. Mm-hmm. And golf can be a conduit by which relationships are founded and formed and forged that become lifelong partnerships. Right. So in my world, I have a very good friend. It's a shout out because I know he listens to our podcast, Dave Rittinger. Hmm. Uh, He he and I have been, you know, good heavens, 25 years as close friends. And our connecting point was golf. And I'll tell you. Dave, Dave's a pretty good golfer, you know, better golfer than me, but he's also hyper competitive with it. I'm not, I'm much more of a, uh, what I would call a relaxed social relational golfer. I enjoy the, I enjoy the relationships that kind of unfold on the golf course. Now, if I play with a better golfer, guess what? I play a little better. (laughs) If I play with the lesser golfer, I play a little less
1: and you still want me to go once in a while yeah it's
0: because it's the relationship (laughs) it's it's the field it's the right the journey together
1: and and i think that's where i see this uh this line uh it's it's a game that can't be won just played yeah that's life yeah that's like i mean as as brothers sisters in christ we know jesus christ died for us we have salvation that's it i mean we know where we're going to be that's right so what is winning Yeah, It's not about winning. It's about how are we playing? Are we doing what the Lord has called us to do? Are we using our gifts? And so uh, that that idea of it can't be won, it's just played. Welcome to life. Yeah, We see people struggling.
0: And look at how this wraps around. Randolph finds himself, Mm -hmm. and he finds himself really, and you can see it, in the arms of Adele Invergordon. They get back together. They get back together. You can see this coming. You see Bobby Jones at peace. He's about to walk away from tournament-type golf. You see... Um, you know, Walter Walter Hagen, Hagen. he's on to the, he's charging on to the next thing. That's the way he was. And let's not forget Hardy. You got to bring it back to the end. Hardy loves golf. He loves it. And he's terrible at it.
1: Did we mention how the movie starts with him having a heart attack? Yeah. Well, we didn't, you know, know if we did. Well, you
0: know, Jack Lemmon, he's there and this is what happens. He has a heart attack on the golf course, playing alone with his pull cart. And at the end of the movie, here he is he's he's in the field he's doing what Mm -hmm. he loves he's surrounded in an environment where he wants to be and all of a sudden you see (laughs) off over over the sand bunker behind the green on the dune by the ocean who's standing there Bagger. and what's he doing he's waving him to come come home he
1: he gets up from this heart attack and they're like oh good he's okay
0: um yeah, no, maybe not. <laughs> no, that's Bagger. That's Bagger
1: calling Bagger. him home. Bagger looks like he did back in 1931 when when uh, Hardy was just a little boy. So, uh, kind of gives you a little idea. That's that's not uh, real life anymore.
0: Not necessarily, you know. But it's kind of a beautiful moment it because it's great, You it? know, this this the original story of this kind of had a Hindu Zen quality to it. It's obviously been westernized, and mm-hmm. we as Christians looking at this can clearly see the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives as we go through life, as we walk the field together. Bagger really does fulfill that kind of role in this movie.
1: Yeah, I I, I actually went to Galatians 2 there uh, thinking about this end. For the law I died to the law so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. It's that reminder of purpose. Why we live? What's to come?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. So I, I think that brings us to our question of the day. As we consider the movie The Legend of Bagger Vance and we see this thing called the field Uh, the golf course is the field and really that is the walk of life we do not walk in life alone i challenge you today to consider who walks with you Mm. who are those people that are indispensable in your walk of life and of faith who holds you up who pulls you along Who prods you when you need to be prodded? Who is that personal strength? Who is your bagger Vance? I think that's a great place for us to end today. You know, Michael, I don't even know, have we chosen a movie for next time? You know, I didn't look at it ahead of time. I guess it's going to be a surprise for everyone. So we're going to make it a surprise movie for next time. We thank you for joining us here at Christ Culture and Cine- Cinema. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ Culture and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies.